Hi everyone, this is Alan Forte. My message today is on what it means to be a certain person. My scripture reference is taken from the book of Luke, chapters 15, verses 11 through 32. Today's message will be the first of what will be three messages from this passage of scripture that we typically know as the prodigal son or the lost son or the prodigal father or sometimes even as prodigal living. Now starting with Luke chapter 15 verse 11, scripture tells us this, then he said, a certain man had two sons. So let me stop right there because Jesus is talking and right away we can see something special about this man or this father. Jesus referred to him as a certain man. To be certain is to be particular, to be different, probably in a better way from the things that you are looking at, the things that are around you. To be certain is to demonstrate qualities of a higher standard than the norm. Any one of us can be any old person, but the challenge for us is to want to be a special person in the way that this father was. Now, if you don't think you have it in you to become greater than you are today, you don't have to worry. Jesus has it in him to do with you what you can't do with your own life. All that you need is to have the desire and the will to allow him to work into you that particular thing that you need to work out of you those things that keep you from becoming a certain you. Let me say that in a different way. Some troubling behaviors won't leave us until we work into us the things that will chase our troubles away. So if you want to stop being unforgiving, you need to learn to have forgiveness worked into you so it can send unforgiveness running to the door of your life. If you want to be certain, you need to have some certain work done in your life. This is what it means to be a certain man. So what can this mean about being a father, a mother, a parent, a child, a doctor, a lawyer, anything? Well, I believe they, they all ought to want to be certain people. You see, a real father, is a particular person, chosen for a particular reason, living for particular reasons, and in ways that are particular and distinctive from every other father around. Our Heavenly Father is that example to every believer. Certain people create things that are certain, things that are particular, things that are good. We'll see this later in this scripture series, but I want you to know now that Certain people are amazingly different people who bring about amazingly different things in the lives of the people around them. Certain people make the people around them certain. You see the value of your life? Well, it's equal to the value of Jesus' life. He made you certain when he bought you with his life. So what about you? Are you a certain person looking to bring certain favors into the lives of others? Or... Are you one of those others who's looking for a certain person to bring favor into your life? If you want to change the lives of the people around you, develop certain things about you that are sure to change certain things about others. Now remember, there were two sons. Of these two sons, Luke chapter 15 verses 12 and 13 says, The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fall to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. Now, what do we have here between the father and this younger son? 
Well, a certain man will live in such a way that he provides for his children, and this father obviously had done that. But more than provision, a certain man will live in such a way so as to raise children who would themselves demonstrate certain man qualities. The youngest son's request for his inheritance was an indication of the character of a worldly man. But because the father was a certain man who did things in a certain way, the younger son would eventually come to demonstrate better qualities. So what specifically did the father do? Well, I'll acknowledge that the father actually obliged his son and gave him the portion of his livelihood that would in time have fallen to him anyway. Some of us would be quick to note that perhaps the father should not have given the son anything knowing that it would be wasted. The word prodigal actually means wasteful. And to be sure, I believe the father recognized his son's wasteful nature, being self-centered, uncaring, entitlement-driven, and worldly. But the father didn't just give his son his treasures or his livelihood or things that could be wasted. By giving his son what he wanted, it opened the door for the father to give his son something that the son needed, but he didn't see it at the time. He gave him something that could not be wasted. The father gave his son something that would later help him to see and to want to live differently, to want to be certain. Those of us who see carnally would see that it cost the father his hard-earned worth, his livelihood. But his worth didn't change or couldn't change his son. No, the father worked into his action love, selflessness, generosity, honor, humility, a sense of value, and more importantly, the love of God. These would all be things the son would later need to root out of himself the things that were holding him back. They would keep him from being a certain man. So, for sure, we ought to give others material help when we believe it's going to help them. But when we are certain people, we will give or withhold in ways that we sow the seeds of life-changing qualities of a certain man doing certain things in certain ways so as to produce certain results in the lives of those that we want to become certain people. Now, the youngest son wanted what he thought was going to be rightfully his anyway. He wanted his future, and he wanted it today. You know, sometimes we live like this younger son. We want to reach into our tomorrows, and we waste away what we find there today. That only makes our tomorrows harder than they need to be. But the father gave to his son something that is in present day that would make his tomorrows better. He gave his son something that could never be consumed in its entirety. He gave him something that would be producing and reproducing. He gave him freedom-freeing qualities that would help his son learn to find and to live freely in today and in his future. He gave his son honor when dishonor was present. He gave his son selflessness when selfishness was dominant. And he gave his son forgiveness before the son even knew forgiveness would be needed. So what about us? Do we try to teach or to change our kids or others by withholding from them things that we've worked hard to attain? Do we want them to make it on their own? Do we believe that that's best for them? Do we believe it's bad to give them all that they want from us? Now listen, 
it's not a bad thing to be prudent about what we give or withhold from our kids or from others. But what's more important is that we learn that in all that we do, that we do not withhold the things that others need to break themselves free. Often, our natural natures will offer the help of not helping. But a certain man, well, he will use a request for help to sow the seeds of the character of a certain person. A certain man will gladly help in one way so that he has the opportunity to help in the most important way, sowing the seeds of freedom into the lives of others so they can learn to depend upon something greater than themselves and to make it in a world that tells them they can only make it by depending on themselves. Now, I'm sure we all have some prodigal living in us. I know that I do. But each time we stumble across some of that prodigal nature, we should look more deeply within us to see if we find a certain man quality that would root out that prodigal nature right out from our lives.